Happy Friday, everybody. It's Friday, March 29th. Spring rolls on. Summer is scorching towards us. Monday's April. You believe that shit? April. <clears throat> Winter goes by far too quickly for those of us that love the cold and the snow. <clears throat> but it is here. And uh, as always, if you're listening to this, that means you made it through another week. And margaritas are in order. Now, let's do some birthdays before we get into all the crap that's been going on this week. All right, happy birthday to baseball great Cy Young, basketball great Walt Clyde Frazier, football great Earl Campbell, actor Christopher Lambeer, supermodel Elle McPherson, John Popper of the Blues Traveler, and my sister-in-law Lisa Petey. Also on this date in 1975, Led Zeppelin had six albums on the U.S. charts simultaneously, an act still not duplicated by any other group. Physical Graffiti was number one. So in honor of that feat, today's song of the day is going to be from that album, Physical Graffiti, and it's going to be the song, Cashmere. All right, three real quick reminders like I do every week for those folks that are finding me for the first time. This is... uh, it's what I call a real podcast, and what I mean by that is it's not edited, it's not uh, recorded in a soundproof room or a studio. It's done literally with my phone wherever I happen to be. If I'm on the kayak at the time, I record it at the, on the kayak. If, I, if I'm in the house, you're going to hear the dogs bark. Point being is you're going to hear some background noise. It's meant to be that way. It's meant to be like the two of us sitting on the deck shooting the shit. So it's not a professionally produced podcast. Thanks for supporting an amateur podcaster, by the way. Reminder number two, uh, I have music throughout this podcast, little musical interludes. I have an intro song, I have a song that takes us into the birthdays of the day, and I have a Friday song that I play at the end of every podcast. But you can't hear that if you're not listening on an Anchor platform. So if you're listening on your computer, hop over to anchor.fm. It's free. You can listen to my podcast all day long. Or you can download the free Anchor app on your smartphone. Once again, it's free. You get my podcast, dozens of others, but you can't hear the music. and Thus, you can't get the full podcast unless you're on an Anchor platform. And the last reminder I give everybody, if you can, swing by my website, TomPowellJr.com. It's TomPowellJr.com, where you can uh, find links to all my social media, as well as a link on where you can buy my first book, which is entitled... A Grateful Life, The Life Story of a Husband, Father, and Taco-Loving Deadhead. And it's available there in ebook and paper book format. All right, today is National Mom and Pop Business Day and National Vietnam War Veterans Day. So celebrate by getting to a mom and pop's place. And if you see somebody out with a Vietnam veteran hat, shake their hand, maybe pick up their tab. Step in front of them in the line, at the line at the grocery store and swipe your card pay for their groceries this week. Do something. At least shake their hand and thank them for their service, okay? All right, so what's been going on this week? Well, baseball season started. Now, you guys know, and and if you you don't know, you might have gotten a hint of it at the beginning of the podcast that I'm a winter guy. So I'm a football and basketball guy. I'm a a winter sports guy. Uh, But baseball does mean summer is here. Time to get out and get the kayak wet for me. Start mowing the lawn, sit on the deck a little bit more. Uh, obviously, grilling season. But for many, 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 many people, it means baseball is here. And uh, around these parts, in this house, we are Cubs fans. 
So to those of you who are White Sox fans and to those of you who are Cardinals fans, congratulations. We have entered that time of year in which you are the enemy until October. So buckle up, Buttercup. It's going to be a long season. Yes, we are Cubs fans around here. We're not rabid baseball fans. You would think that we would be more with the fact that both of my daughters play travel softball and now my son is has just started his first season of baseball. Uh, but we are Cubs fans, so go Cubbies. Fly the W. Everybody get out to Wrigley at least once in your lifetime. You have to. Uh, and I wanted to start off with a positive there, that it's baseball season, Cubs baseball's back. Time to go get a hot dog and a beer and sit in the outfield and uh, enjoy a game. And the reason why I wanted to start this off with a positive is because the next thing I need to do is I need to dole out a few fuck yous. So, sorry, everybody, this is where I'm going to drop a couple of F-bombs, but I have a few fuck yous that need to go out this week. The first fuck you I have is more of a serious note. The the next ones will be somewhat lighter-hearted, obviously, uh, as the podcast does tend to be a a more of a lighthearted one, but the first one is serious. There is a video going around of uh, a a younger man, probably 20s, uh, kicking an old lady in the head while she's on a subway. And there are dozens of people sitting around filming it. And, and that guy's been caught, and I hope he's prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. He's a human scum. But you know who else in this scenario is human scum? Each and every person who stood around and filmed that thing happening rather than stepping in and helping that old lady. That is the first fuck you of the week I have to give out. And for those of you who are just finding me for the first time, I don't do fuck yous every week. I, you know, the podcast varies on a, for, on a week-to-week basis. This week, there's a few fuck yous. The first one goes to any one of you human scumbags who stand around and film while somebody else gets their ass beat so that you could get clicks on a website. Especially when it's somebody, like an old lady sitting on a subway and some punk is kicking her in the head. You're just as much of a scumbag as the guy that perpetrated the crime. So that's this week's first fuck you, okay? The second fuck you goes to the NFL. They finally did the right thing and they changed the pass interference rule so that you can now challenge that, especially if it's a blown pass interference call. But you know what, champ? You're a year late. Somebody should have stepped in a year ago and pulled an emergency action, and I still stand by that. You cost the Saints their rightful spot in the Super Bowl, and you cost uh, Drew Brees the opportunity to possibly win a Super Bowl and maybe retire on top, and in the process preventing Tom Brady from getting yet another tainted ring. But that's a whole other subject. It's the, the, the Rams shouldn't have even been in the Super Bowl to begin with. Damn good team. Going to have a lot of Super Bowl appearances in their very near future. Last year was not the one. Saints won that game. The NFL screwed them over. And now you change the rule. Uh, sorry, you're a year late on that. So the second fuck you of the week goes to the NFL. And the third fuck you of the week goes to PETA. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Now listen... We got to take a, take a second with this one. PETA does some good things. They do. It's not an all bad organization, but PETA, you take shit too far. You you just take shit too far, and your problem is is that you don't want to live and let live. 
PETA's problem now is that they have a problem with quote-unquote meat-based metaphors. They got a problem with the words we're speaking, folks. They want you to change, instead of saying you're beating a dead horse, they want you to say you're feeding a fed horse. Because it's nicer. It's softer. It doesn't, it doesn't convey harm to the horse. Instead of killing two birds with one stone, they want to change it to feeding two birds with one scone. They say the other types normalize abuse. Like phrases like, bring home the bacon. A couple of things about some of these examples they threw out here. Okay, beating a dead horse to feeding a dead horse. Okay, I suppose both would be an example of you're overdoing it. You're trying to feed a horse that's already fed. You're trying to beat a horse that's already dead. Okay, there's a, there's a similarity there. It's still stupid for you to suggest it, but at least there's a similarity in the two items. Killing two birds with one stone or feeding two birds with one scone. Uh, no, the metaphor does not, no, no longer applies. If I'm tillin', killing two birds with one stone, I'm taking care of two problems with one action. Fuck the birds and their scone. They can go for, they don't, birds don't eat scones anywhere. Anyway, not naturally they don't. So why the hell would I change it to that stupid ass euphemism? And now, and now you want us to stop saying bringing home the bacon? Because it hurts somebody's feelings? Listen, like I said, I, I have no problem with vegetarians. I have no problems with vegans. I have no problem with some of the things that PETA does. Absolutely not in any way, shape, or form. I tried veganism. Didn't like it. <clears throat> Regardless, I got no problem with any of that. But this is where you guys take this shit too far. You, you just take it too far, and then everybody looks at you like a joke. Okay? You, hearing this shit, you know what it makes me want to do? It makes me want to go out and get a bacon cheeseburger. It does. It does. Maybe, maybe a nice fat pork chop. Or may, maybe, some, maybe some breakfast sausage and a side of bacon. Double the meat up on that thing. You know what I think I might do? Let me tell you what I might do. I might order me a meat lover's za. Just because you're pissing me off with this shit. Okay? Stop policing how we speak because it hurts your feelings. And this is not a political show. This is just a rant about something that's just in the news that's non-political here. You don't want me to say bringing home the bacon anymore? Okay, well, I want you to eat a slice of bacon. I'll tell you what you guys need to do, all right? I'm going to give you a little bit of Tom Powell advice. Please listen to me here. I want you to seize the weekend ahead of you. Take this opportunity to, to enact some new things in your life, okay? This weekend, I want you to eat a bacon cheeseburger. Try actually touching somebody of the opposite sex in their private parts. Willingly. Don't do it, you know, against their will. And see if you can't actually enjoy yourself for 15 and a half minutes out of your life, okay? In other words, eat, a, eat something and get laid. You need it. <clears throat> For the love of Pete, you're in a hussy about the phrase bringing home the bacon. Okay? That is indication one 
that you need someone to moisten your genitalia for you. You are hard up. You need something to do. Order a meat lover's pizza and get yourself a woman. Jesus. Just for the record, no, we're not going to stop saying any of that shit. Ever. Uh, yeah, it's just not going to happen. But if you guys want, we'll have, we're having a barbecue over there this summer. Come on over, we'll talk about it. But you got to eat something off the queue. You understand? All right. Instead of actually policing our speech, why don't you guys actually focus on wrongdoing? Try, that's the part that you do well. There was a story here, I don't know if you guys saw this, Andrea Shashevskov, whatever, 27 out of Russia. He was caught in Bali sneaking a two-year-old baby orangutan out of the country in his suitcase. They opened the suitcase, they found this orangutan and sleeping. He goes, oh yeah, I wanted to take it home as a pet. They're like, well, how'd you get it to go to sleep? He said, I fed it some allergy medication. Yeah, go talk to that guy. Give him a ring, see what he's up to. Instead of telling me to stop saying bring home the bacon, find the guy with the baby orangutan in his suitcase. I mean, and dude, what are you thinking giving an orangutan allergy medication to get it to go night-night for the trip back to Mother Russia? Some ballsy stuff, okay? Ballsy stuff. Listen to me. When I was 15 years old, I once smuggled an ounce of pre-rolled joints into a poison concert at the Rose Holman Theater in Terre Haute. And I'm not even ballsy enough to try and sneak an orangutan out of an airport, okay? And that was like last minute, you know. I The person who I was with at that concert, he's since passed, so I'm not, I'm not you know, embarrassing him in any way, shape, or form. But it was my cousin. And he and I had sat down and we had rolled up an entire ounce, pre-rolled it, uh, a friend of mine was going to the concert. We were hoping to hook up with some femmes while we were at the concert, so we wanted to make sure we had enough. As we're getting up to the line to walk into the building. Now, keep in mind, I got a pair of jeans, a pair of tennis, T-shirt. Over that, I've got my football letterman's jacket. No shit. You, you guys are familiar with a football letterman's jacket. The, the leather sleeves, <clears throat> cloth body, Patches on the back from the football team, you know, shit like the year that I graduate on the sleeve, that shit. So if you're familiar with that coat, you're familiar with the pockets on that coat, okay? Not very deep. You stick your hands in there. That's about it. No inside pocket, just a couple of outside pockets. It buttons up the front, you know? We're getting into the line, and my cousin takes this gigantic bag with an ounce roll of pre-rolled joints and stuffs it into the pocket and now there's not even enough room for my hand in the pocket he's like get those in the stadium keep your mouth shut what the fuck dude i'm 15 years old and now i'm i'm getting ready to walk up to this gigantic security guard who could snap me in half and i got these these pre-rolled jays in my pocket i thought at the time it was a pretty damn ballsy move I ain't got nothing on Andre over here trying to sneak an orangutan out of Bali in his suitcase. Damn, son. Slow down. Slow down. Now, normally that kind of story would be my favorite story of the week. I'd see something like that. I'd like, Look at this, man. Andre trying to sneak an orangutan out of Bali in his suitcase. That's got to be number one, right? 
no, my favorite story of the week actually goes to a video um, that I found of this woman from England talking about uh, how she's lived next to the same elderly couple for 14 years, and she's been very cordial with them, and she's been, you know, conversed over the fence line and whatnot. And their names are, are Mavis and George. And George recently died, and she she handed Mavis some vodka and an orange. I guess that's a thing over there. Handed Mavis some vodka and an orange over the fence. Asked her how she was doing. She's doing great. She's doing okay. And then and then this woman making the video. She talked to another lady from across the road, a few days later, and said, "So how's Mavis doing?" And the lady goes, "Who's Mavis?" She goes, "What do you mean, who's Mavis? Mavis." The woman lives next door to me. She goes, you don't have a lady living next door to you named Mavis. She goes, yeah, I do, George's wife. And the woman goes, do you mean Sylvia? And she goes, what? Turns out this woman's been living next door to this old couple for 14 years, conversing with them regularly, and has been calling a woman named Sylvia by the name Mavis the whole time. She said she sent Christmas cards next door to George and Mavis and got Christmas cards back from Mavis and George. I guess the old lady was just like, all right, you know what, fuck it. She doesn't know my name. We're just, I'm Mavis. To her, I'm, I, don't, I don't have time to deal with it, so I'm just, I'm Mavis. <coughs> Excuse me for a frog in my throat. Now, every single person that is listening to this at the moment that knows me on a personal basis knows that that is a female version of me. I, you could tell me your name a hundred times. A hundred times. You could sit me down in a room with no electronics, no distractions, one table, one light above the table, me on one side of the table, you on the other side of the table, and you could tell me your name a hundred times in a row as we stare in each other's eyes. I am going to forget your name. I am not a person that remembers names. I'm a person that remembers faces, events, happenings, sayings, names. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Um... I once referred to one of my daughter's friend's mother as the mother of so-and-so for years. Because I just, I, I, whatever, I don't know the names. You know the ones I'm talking about, damn it. And see, that's one of the things that um, make my wife and I actually work so well for the last 22 years is that for some fucked up reason, she knows who I'm talking about. Not a goddamn soul on the planet knows who I'm talking about, but she does. I say, the guy with the thing that did, this, that did the thing, and she's like, yeah, I, okay, you mean so-and-so? Sure, we'll go with that. Is that the guy who did the thing with the thing that's got the daughter that does the thing? Yeah, that's the guy. Okay, so then his name is John? Great, whatever. That guy did this. <clears throat> and really, at the end of the day, her, to get, her giving me the name for the 900th time of any single human being I've ever met in my life, all it does is it slows down my story to get to the point of what that person did that I'm actually telling a story about to begin with. I, I'm going to forget the name in an hour. 
I'm 10-second Tom from 50 First Dates. They actually picked the right name for that character, 10-second Tom. Now, just for the record, not that it matters because I am a happily married man, but uh, that refers to memory of names only. 10 seconds does not refer to all things Tom-related. Just saying. Just saying. But yeah, old girl called Sylvia Mavis for 14 years. That is, that is absolutely something I do. For all I know. No, here, I'll tell you what. We have lived next to uh, our neighbors, Stephanie and Ed, for 14 years. I think I just started calling them Stephanie and Ed uh, maybe four or five years ago. Maybe. Uh, I knew the kid's name. There was a kid that went there that was in high school at the time. His name was Cam, and I kept referring to them as Cam's parents. So, yeah, it's, and it's nice people, like them. We've talked a million times. It's, it's of no disrespect to anybody. It is just what I, I'll remember your face. I'll spot you out of a crowd. Ten years from now. Miles from here. I'll spot your ass out of a crowd. I will not know what your name is. I, every single person that's in our local grocery store, I, I've seen them at some point in time. I just don't know who any of them are. There's, there's one mom in particular. Keep running into this one mom in particular. She's got a kid, and I know that uh, it's, it's, it, 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 it's a situation which her child is, is my son's age. <clears throat> and I think it's a daycare-related uh, acquaintance, but I'm not quite sure, and I just keep running into this woman. I keep running into this woman. And for some reason, that's the one woman that my wife doesn't get. And I'll go, the blonde woman with the, the kid that went to daycare with Tommy, and that's as far as I've got with this woman, and I can't describe her anymore. And my wife's like, yeah, got nothing. How about you shut up now until you got something of use for me to kind of put this... I can only... Listen, there's only so many layers in the onion before you get to the center of the onion. You gave me something to work with. Man, 14 years. Forgot the woman's name. Maybe she ate too many of those CBD jelly beans. I don't know if you guys saw that one. That's going to be that's going to make some people forget some shit. That will make you forget a neighbor's name for 24 years, forget 14 years. Yes, yeah, CBD jelly beans are here. David Klein, the guy who invented Jelly Belly brand in 1976, later left the company in the 80s. He's now started a company called Spectrum Confections and they have 38 flavors of CBD infused jelly beans. And what they have is they got 10 milliliters in each jelly bean, okay? So each jelly bean is, is, is exactly proportioned out to that 10 millimeter point so that you can pick. You go, okay, I want to get a little, a little, I want to round the edges a little bit. I'm going to have one jelly bean. Now, now I, want to, I want to start to get a little bit. I'm going to have two jelly beans. Now, the problem, much as with a good tasting pot brownie, is that you eat the two jelly beans, you get your buzz on, and now you're sitting in a room with a bag full of jelly beans. And that's where shit goes off the rails. You have, you have a, 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 a pot brownie. Now, granted, it's got to it's be a tasty pot brownie, not some of this, this, this grassroots shit that's made out there. A good tasting pot brownie, and you know you've had them. 
and you take just a little bit of that brownie and you get flying. And the problem is, just like Tommy Chong said, now you got a brownie in your hand. You got the munchies and there's a brownie in your hand and you wind up eating the rest of that brownie and now you're jacked. And that's how you wind up forgetting what Sylvia's name is for 14 years and calling that bitch Mavis for a decade and a half. And you know what? Props to Sylvia for just saying, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to send the card back from Mavis so that we don't, I don't make her feel bad, you know? Or maybe she's just a forgetful soul and she wasn't high as a kite. Who knows? I'll tell you who who was high as a kite. Whoever the hell invented the Peeps pizza that I saw this week. So it appears as if they made a regular cheese pizza. Cooked it, pulled it out of the oven, sliced it, and then placed Peeps all around it and allowed the the bottom of the Peeps to melt into the pizza. Folks, I can't describe to you the level of wrong that is. That is, that, that's, I said it on Facebook and I'm going to say it here. That person should be on a watch list. Obviously not the terrorism watch list, but there's got to be some kind of a watch list for people like that. I mean, for the love of Christ, that person could potentially be a danger to others. If they thought that was a good idea. And the, and the bad part about it is, if you look at the picture, if you go to my Facebook page and you look at the picture, the pizza looks so freaking good. It looks like they nailed the pizza. And then they put peeps on it. Okay, let's just say for argument's sake, you're one of those people out there, as demented as it may be, that actually like peeps, just, you know, peeps out of the box. Are you still putting peeps on a cheese pizza? That's a level of twist that I have not visited. I'm not familiar with that. And I thought we saw a lot of weird stuff over the year when it came to food, things that people were doing. This is uh, this is way up there, way up there. And it's not like you can then take the peep off and go, "Wow, that's now." It's now, it's soaked into the cheese. It's. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 in the crust. The peep, it's it's, dude. You know what you just did? You created peep juice. You melted a peep in the in the peep juice form, and then you let that soak into your za. My God, it physically hurts to think about it. It gives me agita. You're a sick fuck. Stop doing that. Oh. There's something sick that's going on in the next story that I want to talk about, and it's food-related as well. It's not as sick as Peeps on a Pizza, though. It's close, but it's not as sick as Peeps uh, Peeps on a Pizza. With all due respect to the Peeps brand, you guys have built a brand that for some reason a lot of people do love. But, my God, please tell me you weren't behind the Peeps Pizza. Oof. We, we need to find that person and we need to tag them for tracking purposes. They should be tagged immediately. <clears throat> as I said, my next story is food related as well. It's a subject that came up as a result of, and it's a fun loving subject, and no big deal. 
uh, it's a subject that came up uh, as a result of a meme that I posted, and it asked, it gave like five or six different options of fast food french fries, and it asked which fast food joint had has the best fries. Now, everybody's going to have their own opinion, but unless your opinion is the Arby's curly fry with a side of cheese, your opinion is wrong. So the answer to that meme is Arby's curly fry. It's the number one fry in the fast food industry, hands down, bar none. It blows everybody else away. The Arby's curly fry always wins. Even when you get down to the bottom of the package and you got those little pieces down in there. Now, they didn't give options. I, I, I think that Portillo's should probably begin to start showing up in the fast food conversation because they're going nationwide and they're gonna they're, they're now a nationwide chain just like anybody else. And I think that they need to start being included. And if Portillo's was included, damn if Portillo's fries wouldn't probably beat out Arby's curly fries. But Portillo's was not included in this one. Now, uh, some of the other fries that are out there that they talk about, McDonald's. McDonald's is, is, a, is a classic fry. It's been around a long time. It's, to me, has always been an okay fry. An okay fry. Burger King. Burger King, once upon a time, had decent fries, and then Burger King lost their damn mind and fucked their fries up. So their fries are, are hot garbage. <clears throat> uh, five guys, okay, whatever. Uh, talking about the fast food stuff, White Castles? No. White Castles fries are only acceptable at 3 o'clock in the morning when completely fucking hammered. It's the only time you should ever actually be at a White Castle, period. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, completely fucking hammered. And, like, everything else is, 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 is closed down. And you can't find a 24-hour taco joint to save your life. Then you go to White Castle. You bite the fucking bullet. You go to White Castle. And you deal with the, uh, the 24 hours of pain you're about to put, inflict on your body. Okay? That, that's, that's the only time you should ever be anywhere near a White Castle. And then, of course, that leaves us to, with Wendy's. Some people voted for Wendy's fries. Much like Burger King, Wendy's once had good fries, and then Wendy's jacked, jacked their fries up. So I'm not a huge fan of Wendy's fries. Now, our, their fries are not nearly as bad as Burger King's. Burger King really jacked up their fries really badly. The old recipe was much better than the new one. Uh, but Wendy's is, is, is right behind them. They're, they're not very good. And for some reason... Some people, some friends of mine, some good friends of mine, uh, said that they actually dip Wendy's French fries in their Frosties. Now, Frosties are damn good. Wendy's, you guys are killing it with the Frosties, with the burgers, your spicy chicken sandwiches off the chain. Uh, uh, but what kind of psychopath dips their French fries into a shake? And I've asked the question on Facebook, and I'm going to ask it again right here. If that's the case, name me another potato dish that you dip into any form of ice cream. Any potato dish will do, but give me another potato dish that you dip into ice cream. No, that is bizarre. Bizarre. And a few people have said it, but I think the conversation started with, uh, with Abby. So Abby, uh, yeah, we, you, you got some splendid to do. Once again, I need another potato dish that you dip 
into ice cream. That is just, that is wrong. So wrong. Very much wrong. No, 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 no. Ice cream and potatoes do not go together. Okay? They just don't. Now, we've been on the subject of food for a minute here. We need to touch on another subject here. And that is the subject uh, of, of mixing breakfast food with dinner food. Now, let me just clarify what I'm going to say there. I'm not talking about having breakfast for dinner. That's not at all what I'm talking about. I eat pancakes and bacon for dinner. That's not a problem. Mixing breakfast food with dinner food. Now, the conversation began between my wife and I because we were watching uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. Great show. We love to watch it. Uh, and he, one of the dishes that was being featured was a chicken and waffles dish. And, you know, I started gagging immediately because chicken and waffles is a grotesque combination. My wife clapped back at me that I have no taste buds. I said, no, that's, you're putting syrup on your chicken. Where else do you put syrup on your chicken? Do you go get a bucket of fried chicken and then start pouring syrup on it when you get the fried chicken home? No, nobody does that. You want to know why? It's psychotic. So if you wouldn't go get a bucket of chicken from KFC right now and pour syrup on it when you, when you, as you were pulling a piece out you know, and bringing it to your plate, you pulled the wing out and you brought it to your plate, you're going to pour syrup on it? No. So why are you doing it with waffles next to it? Doesn't make any sense to me. It, it's a mixing of breakfast and dinner food. So my wife then brought up steak and eggs and I was like, well, you know, that's an abomination as well. Thank you for making yet another example of why it's wrong. Steak is a dinner food. Eggs are a breakfast food. Either one of them, if you want to have a steak for breakfast and you want to have eggs for dinner, fine. They do not mix. Breakfast food and dinner food do not mix. Chicken and waffles is an abomination. Now, somebody's going to come to me as my wife came to me and said, well, what about bacon? Bacon you have with your fried eggs in the morning or you put it on a burger. Bacon is an either-or dish because you can eat bacon with anything and it's, supposed, it's good. It's supposed to be good. That's what bacon does. That's not the case for chicken. That's not the case for waffles. That's not the case for steak. That's not the case for eggs. That, your, bacon's on a whole different platform and it's an anytime food. So I, 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 resent, I, I reject that argument right off the bat before you even bring that shit to me, man. Okay? Chicken and waffles, no. Eh-eh. No, 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 no. Now, I have just purchased uh, a, a dueling set of microphones that allow for two people to converse while feeding into, uh, into the same platform here. So... Um, there is a possibility in a future episode here, uh, there will be a segment in which it will be my wife and I discussing a topic of our choosing uh, because we've had a disagreement about something and she wants to set me straight. So there's a possibility that I'm going to uh, see how, how her and I arguing on this platform will do. Had she 
recorded this segment with me about the chicken and waffles, she would be t- just doing, uh, I can tell you right now, I'll, I'll play the part of Renee. No, you're wrong. 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 And I go, but it's breakfast and it's dinner food. And she goes, doesn't matter. You, it, you're wrong because you have no taste buds. And that's her argument is I have no taste buds. And my argument is, no, I actually have taste buds and they can identify what's breakfast food and what's dinner food and what should be separated. Whereas your taste buds have been ramshotted over the years and therefore you can't taste the difference of anything and you mix everything up like a baby mixing his corn and his mashed potatoes together. Which, by the way, is another abomination of mixing foods. Listen, I'm not a big mixer, okay? That's not, I'm not not a huge mixing guy. It's one of the big problems I have with gravy. It flows. It, it touches things. And I, don't, I don't want my stuff touched. Yeah. You know? So I'm, I, I understand that part of my, my obsession here is, is the fact that it's mixing. But breakfast food and dinner food should not go together. And I urge you, as a fellow human being of decent taste... To help end this abomination and stop eating this dish altogether. Let's kill it. Let's bury it. Let's make it a thing of the past. Let our great, great, great grandchildren look back and go, wow, they actually ate that shit? My God. How the hell did they make it through that time? I'll tell you why, Timmy. Because we had tacos. Tacos is the antidote to all of the bullshit dishes that comes up. But Tom, chorizo is a breakfast food and you eat it in dinner tacos. Chorizo is in the same category as bacon. It's in any dish. It, it, it goes, it's, it's in any dish. It's a dinner dish, a lunch dish, a snack dish, a breakfast dish, uh, a grab-and-go dish. It's the same thing. And before you even start, understand that I will not have anybody speaking ill of chorizo. So if you're going to bring chorizo to me, I'm going to bring the fu- I'm going to bring the hammer right down immediately. Boom. No, done. Shutting that shit down as Negan would say, no exceptions. Don't hear shit about my chorizo. Chorizo is quite possibly the greatest thing ever. So, just back off with that, okay? So, listen. Let's stop with the gross food, okay? Let's stop pouring syrup on fried chicken. For the love of freaking God, stop putting peeps on pizza. Okay? And in honor of PETA, make your next pizza heavy on the meat. Go meat lovers. Tell, tell the guy, we used to tell the guy this before, back in the day. <clears throat> and it... And it it, it works. They, they, they like it when you, when you request it this way. You tell them, okay, and when you get to the bacon, and you got to get the crumbled bacon, all right? So here's what you get on your pizza. You get, first of all, you get extra cheese. Then you go pepperoni, sausage. Some people want to do ham. Not a big ham guy. You know, there's a couple other cured meats you can go. And then you get to the bacon, and you tell them it's got to be that crumbled, well-done bacon all over the pizza. And then you tell them, and I quote, murder that motherfucker with bacon. And you, that thing comes caked in bacon. Of course, have it cut in squares and, and serve that up 
as your dinner tonight in honor of PETA telling you that you can't say bringing home the bacon. Hey, not only am I bringing home the bacon, I'm bringing it home in a pizza box cooked to perfection and smelling up the whole car. How's that sound? Boom. Done. All right, folks. Stop eating gross shit, all right? NFL, get your act together. Enjoy the baseball season. That's all I got for you this week. I'll see you next week. Now enjoy a little bit of the Friday song.